Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Here is great, but you guys have zero relationships. So weird. Check your tone with me, bro. Don't talk to me like that. Come on, you jackass. You're the biggest person in this house. That's why you're walking away. Just admit that you love controlling females. Stick your tongue. Come on. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from the mid-season trailer of Summer House. It looks good. Sierra gets in the mix. It looks like there's a feud between Carl and Luke. Luke's voice even cracked. He's like, come on! You know, his voice cracked as he's yelling. And I've watched a lot of Bravo to know that when the man's voice cracks, that means it's going to be a good episode. Of course, I'm thinking of The Real House of New Jersey when Joe Gorga was fighting with Joe Giudice at the christening. And you remember he was yelling, my father! You know, his voice... I know it's going to be good. I feel it in my bones. So you guys, also we see a little snippet of Kyle's butt crack and that's a good thing on my, uh, it's a good thing to my eyes. Ladies, am I right? I love it. More of that Bravo. So that was good. Uh, I, I think it looks good. We'll see. Um, also Des, Hannah's now fiance is going to be entering the summer house. Very curious to see how that goes. Uh, we're going to talk all about this week's summer house and this week's Real Houses of Atlanta. Before we get into any of that though, we have a little Madison J-Lo A-Rod update. Madison! Bullshit! Madison! 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 Okay, so on Friday, it was reported that J-Lo and A-Rod broke up. Page Six said it was due to the relationship that A-Rod had with the Southern Charm star Madison. Madison. And, you guys, I couldn't believe it that they broke up because of Madison. Although, you know, on some level, I could believe it because, of course, J-Lo's not going to stand for that. Her boyfriend's linked to someone from a reality show on Bravo, not even the highest rated reality show on Bravo. At least if you're J-Lo, you're thinking, A-Rod, if you're going to go step out on me, which how could you step out on J-Lo? But if you're going to do it and you're going with someone from Southern Charm, I mean, of all the shows on Bravo, one of the lowest rated. I mean, no offense to Southern Charmers, but it's not like it's the big hit on the network. <laughs> not anymore, at least. And Madison's beautiful, by the way. But um, where there's smoke, there's fire, too. So I do believe that A-Rod must be DMing a bunch of other women. Like, what other reality shows uh, is he watching and DMing the women from it? You know, is he in Darcy from 90 Day Fiance? Is he in her DMs? I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to Southern Charm. You guys, who else is he DMing? Someone from Teen Mom? I don't know. What other shows has A-Rod got on the DVR? I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh, selling Sunset, messaging someone from there. Let's get Chriselle on the line. Is he messaging Chriselle? At least I would understand that a little bit more. But So where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm sure that A-Rod is messaging all sorts of people. And I don't blame J-Lo for one minute for leaving him at that point because she was humiliated during the whole Bravo reunion special. When it was brought up, Andy, even on that reunion on Southern Charm, was like reading Madison's DMs, and they say that they had never met up in person. They say it was only FaceTime. But what does he do in FaceTime with someone? What, it's not like you just normally FaceTime with a bunch of randos from across the country. 
That is not something that happens. I could understand if maybe like Madison had bought a cameo from A-Rod or vice versa. Maybe A-Rod wanted like, you know, that cameo service where you could buy the video message. That I could understand. You know, maybe A-Rod hopped on a cameo and uh, spent $45 to get a, a video from Madison. I get that for his birthday or I don't know, a pick me up. But the fact that they were just FaceTiming, exchanging numbers, you guys, is fishy. It's fishy. I don't trust it. And honestly, I was happy. Friday, when I read this news, I thought, good for you, J-Lo. Let's get loud. Let's get loud and get out of there. I've been waiting for this night, I said to myself, uh, for her to break up with this man, um, who I only know, really. I'll be honest. I don't really know A-Rod from the sports. I do know him from Shark Tank. I've watched an episode or two of that. Uh, but I was so happy. And then all of a sudden, they changed course. The next day, it was reported that they actually did not break up. And I thought, uh, what? What? I was so surprised, you guys. Apparently, they didn't break up. So they're still together, still trying to make it work. There's no way they're going to make it work, right? Like, I, we're not all stupid. And J-Lo, I want the best for you. And we do not, we do not need you sticking around with this man. He's in the Southern Charms DMs. You know, he's probably, uh, I'm sure he's FaceTiming with Darcy, you guys, now that I'm thinking of it. I'm sure that he's FaceTiming with Darcy. I feel it in my bones. I don't know. That's what I feel. Um, I wondered, though, so they're filming Winter House right now, which is going to be that Summer House spinoff, but Craig and Austin are there for some reason. I don't know why we need more of them, but apparently Bravo thinks that we want that. Um, so I wonder if we're going to get their reaction on the show. But then that just makes me believe, like, I wish we had Madison on that show instead of Austin and Craig, because what the fuck do we really need to see Craig's reaction to the news for? I'd much rather see Madison reading that news story from page six than than Austin. I don't know, you guys. It's uh, so much drama. So much drama. And my heart goes out to J-Lo, most of all, and those kids that she's got with Mark Anthony. They're old enough to see all this. And I'm sure they're reading the blogs, and they're probably also embarrassed that the the dad... And A-Rod's got kids, too, doesn't he? I don't know. You guys, it's what a mess. What a mess. Madison! Madison. I hate that clip. You guys always play it. I hate it. It's the worst. You guys, sorry, play it. But we had to catch up. Was there anything else I missed about the Madison, Austin, J-Lo, A-Rod uh, drama? Um, every time I say drama, I, I just heard that song, No More Drama, No, No, No More Drama. You know that, fur? is it Fergie or is that Black Eyed Peas? Unclear. Anyway, you guys, let's talk about this week's Summer House. Should we dive right in to the PowerPoint? The PowerPoint, you guys. Lindsay's Stephen. Last week on the show, he left the house during the anniversary birthday dinner, and he didn't even tell Lindsay. Lindsay found out this week on the show. Kyle was like, yeah, Stephen left, and Lindsay didn't really seem to care. She's like, well, whatever. Um, And then it was a little confusing as to when he sent this PowerPoint presentation, because then they were really playing with space and time. I wasn't sure if I was watching, uh, what's that movie, Inception, or what was happening in the show, because it was like four days had passed, and he hadn't called, but then... We saw this footage of them on the phone. I was like, I don't know what the fuck day it is. Uh, but apparently in some sort of time-space uh, continuum, Stephen had sent a PowerPoint to Lindsay about their relationship and what they could do, potential solutions. Uh, Lindsay had responded to this PowerPoint with something along the lines of like, I will review it and get back to you. Like that was this boyfriend. She thought she was going to marry the guy. And then he sent a PowerPoint and her response was, I will review it and get back to you. But you guys, this PowerPoint. So they put a uh, put a screenshot of the PowerPoint on uh, Bravo, and I just want to run through some of these things. Uh, there was one side slide that had potential solutions. So this had 
things that Lindsay could do to fix the relationship and things that Stephen could do. Now, this was not the slide with the clip art. Remember, did you see that one slide with those sad clip art people, you know, the stick figures? Which always reminds me in high school, like my friend and I, my friend Judith, we had like the church giggles, you know, when you can't stop laughing. We were laughing at this one teacher and like we just could not, he was such an asshole, but we just were like, we were in that giggly mood and he kept telling us to stop and we just kept laughing. And then we wanted to apologize to him. So we, we wrote him a letter in like the school library. And I remember we thought <laughs> we were such assholes. We put that sad clip art guy, like that stick figure with his head down where he looks sad. We put that at the top of our apology letter. And then um, we handed it to him and we laughed right in his face. I mean, again, he was an asshole, so he deserved it. But uh, we did laugh in his face as we handed it to him. And it, like we were apologizing for laughing in class. Nothing better, though, when you have those those church giggles and you can't stop laughing. Um, anyway, yeah, Stephen had those clip art people. Um, that's the most screen time I've seen them in a while. You know, I haven't seen them since like the early 2000s, those stick figure people that are in Microsoft clip art. They really got a good, um, they really got some good promo. I was half expecting to see Clippy, you know, the paper clip that comes up when you're doing the Word document. I used to love that guy. Whatever happened to him? Let's get a SOS on Clippy from Microsoft Word, huh? Let's get a SOS on Clippy. Oh, that little paper clip, man. Uh, okay, so Lindsay's potential solutions, or this is what Steven said Lindsay should do to sol- solution the relationship. Lindsay could, uh, when Steven expresses feelings, listen and acknowledge and support by not putting him down. So Steven's basically saying that she always puts him down. Uh, then she should praise him when he does things you like, um, instead of making fun or stating it's not good enough. Okay, uh, this is sort of weird to me. Like, Stephen is basically saying, like, he needs praise. Like, enough is enough, Stephen. She doesn't need to praise you. I mean, uh, she could be thankful. Maybe that would have been the proper wording, but the wording of, like, praise me. Like, fuck you, Stephen. That's what I was thinking when I read that one. Um, Then, uh, keep relationship issues private when in a public setting. Try to tackle prior to going out or pull aside in a moment to touch on. Now, I would also, I actually agree with Stephen on this one. You know, they're on a TV show. If I was him, who he seemingly does not want to be on the TV show, but he's doing it for this woman who's on the show and that's her job. Uh, so I understood that. It's like, pull me aside. Let's not do it on camera. I got that one. Uh, look back at last couple of weeks and see if you honestly feel you set us up for success in this situation. Uh, take a hard look at, uh, at can the resentment be overcome? It's not working each day to overcome, but, uh, to overcome up. But instead, hitting a reset button together. You know, honestly, I, I'm not the grammar police, but maybe you could have run this through Word or uh, you know, spell check the tools and tools and settings uh, option on the PowerPoint because I don't know what that means. Um, then he also says, "Don't attack Stephen in conversations." I also like that he used the third person. It was like, "Don't attack Stephen in conversations." When he could have just written, "Don't attack me in situations." Um, then Steven's to-do list is carve out time before or after work outside of Summer House to connect with Lindsay. And then he writes examples, walking, getting coffee. And then he also writes, if in some place during workday, try to have lunch together. That's a good thing to do. You know, Stephen, he should get out of that closet. You know, basically what he's saying is like, I hope to get out of the closet that I'm sitting in all day, you know, because they production just threw him in that little fucking closet. And he's basically saying, I'm going to get out of the closet and we're going to have coffee or go take a walk. That's a good thing. 
Um, Steven's to-do list also includes stick with actually rotating date night each week and don't miss it no matter what. Do not miss it no matter what. Express more gratitude in the moment and via surprises to show Lindsay I see all the hard work she has done. Continue expressing feelings like he has recently since he is opening up now. So, Stephen, this is again, um, this is confusing. Uh, offer more help when it comes to laundry, planning meals, events, etc. So Lindsay doesn't feel alone. And agree to hit the reset button so we can move past resentment in the past and focus on the now future. Don't leave as it will trigger Lindsay. So that was the last one on the list. We do do know that he already left the house. He already flew the coop, as it were. So he knows that he fucked up there. So that was the last thing that he knows it's going to trigger Lindsay. I don't believe these two are together in real time. And that's probably for the best because I do believe that they hate each other, to be quite honest with you. I've never really seen any sort of love between them. And um, I don't mean to judge, but uh, it's certain to me that they do hate each other. I think Lindsay despises that man, and I think Stephen hates that woman. I just don't think they're a match, and they tried to make it work. I think all of us at a certain point in our lives, you think maybe I need to make it work with that person. Maybe I need to try harder, you know, especially as you're getting up. You know, I'm in my 30s, too. I all, So many of my friends... You know, you you see people sort of settling with people that they hate just because they think, is this it? And to that, I'd say, you know, if they've learned one thing from the Real Houses of Atlanta, Cynthia Bailey finding her Mike Hill to hashtag chill at her age, I think it's possible to find love at any age. So don't give up. Don't settle. Um, and that's the that on that. But I do love the PowerPoint, you guys. Loved it. What else happened on Summer House? Oh, so we do see Hannah talking to Des. She says she met him two weeks before the house, and they were just sort of friendly, um, but they weren't that serious. So they are introducing this Des, who really looks like Kyle. He looks like a much older version of Kyle, like almost exactly. Like when they showed him on the screen, I was like, is that Kyle in 40 years? It was like, did they Benjamin Button Des and put him on Summer House? Like, what's going on? I mentioned they're playing around with time and space on the show. Now that I'm seeing Dez, who looks like an older version of Kyle, I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this program? <laughs> what is going on, you guys? I think he's like an alternate timeline. You know, on the Marvel Universe, how they're doing like the multiverse and there's like different, different time. I, you know, I don't know the details of it. I did watch WandaVision. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, stunning in it. Love the show. Um, but I don't necessarily understand all like the timeline stuff. But I do feel like something similar is happening on Summer House. I'm not exactly certain what it is, but I do believe there to be some sort of alternate reality happening on the screen. And I don't even know how Bravo did that. You know, I don't know if it's they're doing some CGI or what's happening, but I do believe that they're introducing that into the Bravo universe in the same way that Marvel's doing it with WandaVision. Um, the multiverse. I think we're doing that on Bravo now too. You know, Bravo's always on the trends. They're always trying to, or on the trends or ahead of the ball game. So look, I wouldn't be surprised in a season if we learn that, uh, Des is like a, like a deep fake of Kyle or something. I don't, I, you know, I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but let's all just pay attention to that. Keep your eye on it because, you know, you might, you might see something around next season. I'm, um, I wouldn't be surprised, but he does look exactly like an old ass Kyle. Uh, what else? Sierra opens up about her dad. I thought that was beautiful. Um, like learning more about Sierra. And again, in the mid season, looks like she gets in the mix a little bit. Those guys are fighting over her. And, oh, Kyle and Hannah are still at odds. Hannah's pissed. She says, you didn't invite, you disinvited me to the wedding. 
Um, I was so focused on what Hannah was wearing, and I'll be honest, you guys, I'm learning more and more every week that I just do not have my finger on the pulse of fashion at all, because I was watching, I learned that tie-dye is a thing last week on the podcast. Now I'm looking at Hannah's bathing suit with the glasses. The glasses look futuristic to me. I don't know. I just feel like I'm not, I don't get it. I need to hang out with more young people, is what I'm trying to say. I need to find some young youths. I need to start hanging out with Paige or something, because I don't know what even people are wearing. And especially during this pandemic, you know, I've been wearing pajama bottoms from 1998 for the past year and a half. So, like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be wearing as soon as, you know, the world is all opening up again. As soon as I'm able to go to a club or a bar, like, what the fuck am I going to be wearing? I don't know. I got to figure this all out before before June, before July. Anyway, what else is going on? That's Summer House, you guys. Let's let's dive in. Um, let's dive into the Real Houses of Atlanta, shall we? Ah, oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. Yeah, we too old for this. I don't need you to keep telling me how old I am. We are 40. I'm not 40. I'm talking about maturity level in regards to this relationship. But Dennis, you're the what one who told the world you're single as I mean, I oh, haven't even done see. that. But I haven't even done that. You know- I want the best for Portia. I want her to leave this dentist. I don't like that he said something about her age. I'd be so pissed. You're trying to win me back and you're talking about my age. N-O, Dennis, not interested. I don't like him. 
I don't like him, and I just want Portia to move on. I know she's got the uh, the kid with him, and so I think you have him in your life to raise the child. Um, but I need her to find someone that treats her like the queen that she is. Uh, what else, you guys? We open this week. Uh, this week's all about Cynthia's wedding. Really, all about the wedding. And we open on Cynthia and Noel getting their hooves massaged, and she's worried about the hurricane. So not only are they dealing with this pandemic, they're dealing with all these dress issues. And now they're also going to be dealing with uh, a hurricane. So it's a lot going on. And I would ordinarily feel bad for Cynthia. But to be honest, I can't feel bad for her because she threw this in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, so we do see her rehearsal dinner. I, again, I hate to harp on this, but it was confusing. Some people wearing masks, some not, some face shields. And uh, aside from all of that, there were tons of Sierra Mists. Tons of Sierra missed on Cynthia's counter. I was like, did Sierra miss by a sponsorship for the Cynthia wedding? I don't know. I'm more of a Sprite guy. Is that just me? There was a lot of Sierra missed on that counter. A lot. I was trying my best to not look at people's faces because it just makes me mad when I see those like face shields that don't do anything. So I was like looking elsewhere and I just saw a counter full of Sierra missed. Not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I would have thought Sprite. Maybe I, that's another thing I need to learn. Maybe are people drinking Sierra mist now instead of Sprite? I need to figure that out. Um, anyway, Eva is back. Cynthia's friend. Uh, she's going to be in the wedding. They do show, though, Cynthia's really upset because Wendy Williams, as well as a bunch of other bloggers, were slamming Cynthia's wedding. And Cynthia says, look, we did all the precautions. We got hand sanitizer. We got temperature checks. Uh, we encouraged people to get tested, she says. Um, and then Kenya says in her confessional, when you throw a huge wedding in the middle of a pandemic— you sort of open yourself up to people judging. So that's all I will. I agree with Kenya. I agree with Kenya. Um, then we cut to Portia, who's still skeptical of Marlo's friendship with Kenya. Uh, the women, the nieces all get together. They play a little truth or dare. And they talk about the hooking up with the bolo. They talk about the bolo of it all. We're still talking about bolo. And uh, apparently some of the women have gone on social media and they posted a hashtag, it wasn't me. So all the news go out, got out. So Marlo, Kenya, Latoya, they went on Instagram on their stories and they wrote, hashtag it wasn't me. And I remember when this was happening because we didn't know who slept with Bolo. So, of course, these women were trying to clear their name and they just wrote, it wasn't me. I wonder if it spikes sales of that Shaggy song. Didn't Shaggy also just do a Super Bowl commercial with Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher with that song? He's really having a year, isn't he? Shaggy's really coming back. Um, but look... I was more fascinated. The bolo of it all, I'm kind of over, but Marlo did run around the room. They decided to play truth or dare. These women all got together and decided to play truth or dare. And Marlo's dare was to run around the room with their bubbies out. And it was so funny to me. I don't know if it just struck me at one of those moments, you know, where I was just, I needed the laugh. And just seeing Marlo run around that room on camera, in front of the camera men, just decided. <laughs> <laughs> she looks so joyous too. She looks so full of life, just running around the room with the bubbies out. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I felt so happy in that moment. I didn't even know what they were arguing about or talking about. Just love seeing Marlo so happy running with the bubbies. Then there's still more of this Drew and Latoya fight. Look, Drew is cool with what she did with Bolo. I don't even understand exactly what Drew and Latoya are fighting about. Latoya always seems to shade Drew and and vice versa, too. I just don't really get what the issue is. I feel like they were both new on this show. If I was a newbie on one of these reality shows, I would pair up with the other newbie so that I didn't feel so alone. 
So I don't understand this fight exactly, like what they're arguing about. Um, but look, Latoya was brought on the show by Kenya, and it seemed like Latoya and Kenya were going to be besties. But in this scene, Kenya's not even around, and Latoya says that Kenya leaked to B. Scott, who slept with Bola. Then we see footage of Kenya admitting that if she were to leak something, it'd be to B. Scott, which I don't know if you guys read B. Scott, but it's a great blog. You should. It's a great blog. It's got great news. And now knowing that, like, I don't know, I guess I sort of always imagine that housewives leak stuff. And I'll be honest, there's been times on this podcast where people, housewives have reached out to me to, like, leak something or or say something, or they'll give me information. And I honestly don't really always do it because I never know what's true or false. Because sometimes I feel like they, these housewives, they will do that. They'll like slide into my DMs or I'll get an email or something and they'll like want me to leak something, but they won't say it right outright. They'll just like kind of send you some information or after I'm interviewing someone, you know, sometimes you interview someone and then before or after you chat with them. And occasionally, and there's been times where they'll tell me something that I know they're not just telling me to tell me, they're telling me so that I might leak it. That's happened a bunch of times. Um, and I really, honestly, you guys, I, I maybe once or, once or twice I have in the past four years that I've been doing this podcast, but for the most part, it's like, I just don't know if they're telling me the truth or not. Um, but... I am I'm very fascinated by the fact that Kenya basically admitted she would leak to this. And I wonder what else she leaked to B. Scott in the past. Like, what else has she said? Ugh, I want to know. I love all that. I love all that. The gas. Um, Portia, though, she doesn't trust LaToya. Portia's not getting along with Kenya. But uh, she can see that LaToya is kind of throwing Kenya under the bus. And even Drew stick, uh, uh, stuck up for Kenya because Latoya is talking all about Kenya's business, about the marriage, and look, I don't, I don't like that either. I feel like Latoya is playing two sides of the fence, and uh, Kenya's not going to be happy. I can't wait to see what happens at the reunion because you know Kenya's not going to be happy about this, not at all. Portia did also say in her confessional, she said, "At the end of the day, you're going to do what you got to do to live in Kenya's ass." She said, "I bet the rent is low." <laughs> oh man, that was good. That was good. So then we see everyone getting ready for the wedding. Uh, we do see Derek J. I missed him. He's doing Candy's hair. I miss him. I miss Miss Lawrence. I know Miss Lawrence is taking over the world. Miss Lawrence doing all sorts of great shows on TV. Lots of great work. I personally miss Fashion Queens with Bevy. Oh, I love that show. Why didn't we get that show? We're getting Bravo chat room, but we lost Fashion Queens. Where's the justice? Anyway... Um, I did like seeing him. He's going to the wedding and doing Candy's hair. Uh, Portia and Dennis, we talked a little bit about them, but they're kind of in a messy spot because Dennis had posted that he was single on his Instagram. So that's getting messy. Um, and then we do see something on the screen. It says, due to COVID restrictions, we were unable to film Cynthia's wedding. But then we see the wedding. Okay, you guys, this was very confusing to me. Like, I don't... I, I, very confusing. I mean, what we film in here, here's the other thing to you guys that makes no fucking sense to me. We've seen indoor events. Like we were filming at Cynthia's house with all of those people who came in town, her family. Like I said, some of them were wearing face shields, some were wearing whatever. So, so how was that okay to film? But then the wedding was not. Was it just because it was more people? Was there a cap on the people? I don't know. And then also, who was filming all that shit of the wedding, right? Like, they said it was someone's iPhone footage, but it seemed pretty steady to me. Like, 
believe me, I get videos uh, from my dad all the time on his iPhone, and you can't see nothing. I just posted some on my Instagram account. My dad just films the floor. Um, and that is most people. If I, I got so many comments on the Instagram video I posted that my dad sent me of my nephew's gymnastics class. But believe me, everyone in the comments was like, oh yeah, that's just like me or my dad or my mom, whatever, filming. And I'm looking at all this footage they had at Cynthia's wedding and it all looked professionally done. I didn't see no floor action. It was all completely steady. So who was that? That must have been an Atlanta producer or someone. But then why are they bamboozling us and leading us to believe that they didn't film the wedding? I don't buy any of it. Guys, it's all a bag of bullshit. It's all a bag of bullshit. Somebody from production was definitely filming all that stuff. And we can all lie. We can all lie to ourselves and act like uh, due to COVID restrictions, they were unable to film the wedding. But I do believe that they filmed the wedding. They just put that up and maybe they didn't have the full crew in. But they definitely, I think, sent in some PAs or producers in there with the steady cam and they were like get some footage um but i do love you guys i hate that i, I talk shit about the producers of the show i, I don't mean it because i love you guys if you're listening i love the producers of these shows you guys love you love you i'm not trying to be mean i'm just saying i'm not buying the bullshit just not buying it um then uh and i could be wrong too by the way it's happened a time or two uh but drew says uh, drew was supposed to sing at the wedding and she calls Cynthia. she facetimes she said, i can't talk i can't say <laughs> It felt like bad acting to me, and I love Drew's acting. You know I do. But I don't believe that she lost her voice. I think she thought, you know what? Don't really want to sing here anymore. You know, that's in the blogs. It was on Wendy Williams talking shit about the wedding. So I think Drew was like, maybe it's not the best thing for my career to sing at this wedding. Um, and I was looking forward to it. She said she was going to sing Monica's Angel, which is a song I love. It was a homecoming song for me. Back in the day, I remember dancing uh, dancing to with a girl, no less, uh, homecoming, I don't know, ninth grade, or maybe it was middle school dance or something. I remember loving it. I remember the DJ playing it. It was like our song for that year. It was one year was like Brandy's Have You Ever, and then the next year was Monica's Angel. Um, and I remember I was like so obsessed with those songs. So I love that they made it like the school dance song or the homecoming song, you know. Oh, I loved it. Sucking dick ever since. But, you know, I loved it in the moment when I was dancing with the young, la- young lady to those songs. Um, but so I was upset that Drew was no longer singing. Very, very upset about it. Um, Cynthia says, I feel at peace because 10-10-2020 is in God's hands. So even though that everything has gone wrong with this wedding, she puts it in God's hands. Then the producers, see the producers, I talk shit about them, but here's what they do. They're so brilliant and I love them. They showed us Cynthia's other wedding to Peter, which was such a mess. I miss those days of Atlanta though. Ugh, whenever they flash back, I'm like, I need to rewatch Atlanta. I do because those were the years. But her uh, marriage to Peter or her wedding to Peter was a big old mess. Remember they hid the wedding certificate? Ooh, that was good. That was good TV. But um, I think, could I, am I wrong? Is this the first housewife where we've seen them get married twice to two different people? I think Cynthia might be the first time. Um, let's see. Oh, Drew does say that her and Ralph got married privately. Um, they got married on a beach or something. Uh, let's see what else happened. I don't know. I fast forwarded. I wrote in my notes. I fast forwarded. I missed something. There was a lot of other people there. Claudia was there from the Real Estate Atlanta. I miss her. She was a one season wonder, but I always thought she should be back. Sheree, Karen Huger, no Nini. No Nini was there. You guys, what happened? I need to know exactly what went down. I mean, I always thought Cynthia Nini would eventually get back together. I don't know. 
Then Eva, who was there, she was mic'd up. And there's a hot mic moment that I really thought was going to be like some big reveal, but ultimately I don't think it revealed anything. So here's what happened. Eva was talking with the guest. The guest said, can we talk about the carpet munching going on? So I wrote this exact, I wrote out this script. So you guys, these were the exact words from the guest. Can we talk about the carpet munching going on? Eva says, it's so much. Before the cameras went up, the girls licking each other's shit. And then the guest says, they say stripper is hot, big old dick. And then Eva says, they say his dick is huge. They made him pull his dick out. That's what made everyone get fucked. Okay, so that was the exact exchange between Eva and the guest. Now let's break this down for a second. Did they tell us anything we don't know? We do know that Bolo had a big dick. If there's one thing I've been certain of this entire season, it's that Bolo's got a big dick. So I didn't learn anything new there. I knew that for a while now. And that's a, a fact that's been stuck in my head. I even went on Google. I told you guys, I went on Google to look up Bolo and I saw some video. I think they removed it. I, I talked about it on the show. I think it was removed, but it's on Twitter or some, it's, it's on the net. Uh, Bolo having sex with a fruit. Unclear what fruit that is. It's like a cantaloupe or watermelon or something. But wow. Wow, Bolo. Wow. Let me just say that about his, his, uh, big dong. Very big. Very big. So we do know that that's true. Um, Eva does say before the cameras went up, the girls licking each other's shit. So does that, are they saying like the girls were hooking up before the cameras? Is that like the big reveal? I don't know. I was confused. Like, was that the big reveal? Did we learn anything new from this hot mic moment? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. But I guess maybe that was the reveal that they were, they were making out before the cameras or something went up. I don't know. I wondered though, did they sift through like a bunch of audio footage to see if anyone like talked about that? I was, I don't know. I don't know. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. 
Um, then we cut to that scene with Portia and Dennis at dinner. Portia asks if he's having sex with anyone. Dennis says he doesn't remember why they broke up. I gotta say, Portia looked stunning in this scene. She always looks beautiful, but something about her makeup, I loved her makeup in this scene. I thought she looked so great. And then uh, she just, she's crying. She's like, I'm just tired. I'm really tired. And we do see a montage of their relationship. And uh, at the end of the scene, they take shots and sort of agree, I think, to remove, to move on from the romantic part of their relationship, I think, uh, which I hope they do. I want them to do. I only want the best for Portia. I don't know. That scene sort of felt tacked on in a weird way. It was it was weird to have this wedding episode, but then, I don't know, normally we'd have a full three-episode arc about the wedding. I know the whole season's been about the wedding, but it's interesting that we only got, like, not even one full episode out of the wedding, but it, I guess it was because they couldn't fully film there. You know, they could only throw someone into that wedding with a, a cam. Um, okay, so that's the episode this week. Next week, Drew's son um, wants to... Something about the biological dad that looks very interesting. Also, there's a Halloween fight. While Kenya, she's fighting with, I think, Latoya in a headdress. Like, what's going on? Oh, you guys, Atlanta. Atlanta just keeps on going. How long did they film Atlanta for? I feel like the Atlanta season's long, which I'm not complaining because I think midway through we sort of ramped things up. But uh, it seems like we're getting a lot of episodes, you guys. That's this week's episode of Everything Iconic. Thank you all so much for listening. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. And if you click become a patron, you could donate $4 more per month and get access to the bonus episodes. I just posted a new Sex in the City recap, so I'm recapping from the beginning. It's really, really fun. So I hope you guys will check that out. And more importantly, money helps to support this podcast. Also, some of you guys have asked me about when I have guests on the show, I usually reach out to the Patreon and ask them if they have any questions for the guests. And I, I try to get to as many as I can. Um, and I try to get to the ones that I maybe hadn't already covered with the guest. But um, that's where uh, all that stuff is. So uh, we have Everything Iconic merch avail- available at everythingiconic.store. Finally, I do these meditation cards now. I've been trying to read these at the end of the episode. So uh, this is something to tell yourself, you guys. This is a at the top of the card. It says, I am bold. So this is something to tell yourself as you go about your day. I speak my truth in a loving way. My courage to communicate my needs is powered by love for myself and love for others. I am bold. You guys, so remind yourselves of that. Uh, I hope you all stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, it's so nice to see so many people getting their vaccines and uh, continue to stay safe and healthy. And uh, I love you all so much for listening. Uh, I will talk to you soon. I have a really great guest coming up very soon, maybe in a week or two. I will be able to share um, that uh, is a good uh, good throwback nostalgia guest. So anyway, I love you guys so much. Stay safe. Uh, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.